Hey friends, I go by Chavid Dang. Yo fam, I'm Dine Peace. You're listening to Sit Down, Be Hungry. If it ain't shabu, we ain't hot potting. Welcome to Sit Down, Be Hungry, episode 16. In this episode, we recap our trip to the Alpestor Poppy pop-up. We got the juicy bits, including Auntie Anne's new pretzel swag, an ace theme sauce on you with rapper dude Juke Mac, and more. Episode 16, I do declare. Yeah, yeah. Hold up, bitch. Sit down. Be hungry. Be hungry. Hey, taste buds. We missed you. Welcome back. Or I mean, welcoming ourselves back or welcoming the listeners back. <laughs> I guess. This is episode 16. Sweet 16. We took a little bit of a break, but we're back now and we're very happy to be back. You know, people get busy. You listen to other podcasts, they probably take breaks too. You know what? Um, Someone recently asked me, they're like, what? So you guys released every week, right? And I'm like, no, every other week. It has felt like a while though. It has felt like a while. But like, not really because like, I see you guys like minimum twice a week. <laughs> That's <laughs> so. very true. Eating or something. Something. There's always something going on. Yeah, I mean, hopefully you enjoyed us uh, suffering through our ramen challenge last time. Oh, man. So, like, I, I don't think I'll ever do it again, but I bought that ramen package for a few people, and they, like, ate it no problem. I was like, am I that much of a wuss? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, Alan had it with the hot one sauce in it, too. Yeah, I think JW did it also, right? Yeah. But uh, let us know if you guys have had it, and you know, how did you tolerate yeah, it? It's, it's been out for a while now, so hopefully you've had it. Well, shout out to um, previous guest in the show, Miguel, a.k.a. Al Pastor Poppy. He had his debut pop-up at Mestiza in San Francisco. Yes. I think it was a great success. Yeah. Loving the shirt. A lot of folks came out. It was a huge success. There were some technical difficulties, but even with something like that, it didn't discourage Miguel at all. He still performed really well, and everyone had a great time. Yeah, he kept the show going. I thought the actual product was delicious. I know we were sad that the spit wasn't actually getting cut off of to get those crispy bits. So what did he say? If it's not on the spit, it's considered adobada. adobada, yeah, adobada. Yeah, it's just marinated pork. So instead of al pastor, he was adobado papi that day. And uh, it was still delicious. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait for him to do his next one. I think he announced another one coming up. Soon, yeah. I think as so. early as May. Make sure you follow him. Find his info from our past show and uh, check out when he's doing his next one. I was able to sneak some away for um, past guest uh, oh, yeah. Nina. Guest helping out another guest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I ate those quick too. Okay, so you're going to talk about Augie's. Oh. Not post provolone, by the way. No. They happen to share the same government name. <laughs> this is Augie's Montreal Deli. Was that in Berkeley? Yeah, in South Berkeley. So I basically got kidnapped to go here because all I wanted no. was Jack in the Box. <laughs> I this was, was like, I don't know, 7 p.m. or something. I was too sober to have Jack in the Box. All I wanted moment. was Jack in the Box, but I woke up at Augie's. So it's a Canadian smoked meat establishment south of Berkeley. It's recently opened up a brick and mortar. It had been a popular pop-up. They've just recently acquired beer. I didn't really know too much about Canadian smoked meat before going to this place. I didn't know anything about it. It's their version of sort of like a pastrami or a corned beef. Okay. So it's very heavy on the pepper. It's still served with mustard on rye bread. I thought the poutine there is exceptional. I've never had like a proper poutine before, like from Canada or whatever. Yeah. So I'm going to assume this is very much it. Yeah. And whether it's super authentic or not, it was delicious. Very good. Very good. We overordered it. Um, I kept cooking with the leftovers for it for days after. I ordered the fried cheese curds. That was really good. That was a game changer. I mean, fried cheese. You got the grilled cheese as well. I got a grilled cheese. And Which? <laughs> and it's supposed to come with um, gravy. And I asked for a fresh one. I was like, oh, doesn't this come with gravy? And then you guys were like, no, we have some gravy here for the poutine. I was like, no, oh, I, I want a I want a fresh one. GW and I ordered a side salad. I don't know why, but I, I, I don't know. I felt like it went well. Big fan of that place. Please go check it out if you haven't yet. And if you have, you know what I'm talking about. 
Yes. I had some really great German food with a couple of the homies, including our guest who you're going to meet later in the show. It's called Brokzeet Local. That was in Sac, right? No, this was in um, in Oakland. Oh, okay. okay. It's by the waterfront. It kind of has this like undiscovered gem kind of a feel. I don't know how authentic it really could be considered to like to the book German food, but everything there's delicious. I had some fantastic pretzels, pickles. I know you're not a big fan of pickles. Mm-hmm. Fish and chips were good. Of course, the assortment of sausages were insanely good. They had like a rotating seasonal one, so we just ordered it not knowing what it was, and it ended up being, I believe, it was duck. Oh man. German food is really on the up right now. I would like to dive in more a little bit of German food because like I was really young the last time I was in Germany but I was in Prague a few years ago and I was told the food is very very similar to what German food is like and I was very bored. Mm. I was bored with everything that I ate. It was just like everything was super heavy, a lot of potatoes, you know it's like kind of like a poor man's food a lot yeah. of it is and other than that the only other German place I went to was in South Lake Tahoe. Oh I don't even know and that it's, is, that and it's sound like, that it's probably like a very poor representation as well a um, couple weeks ago I hung out with Chung Tech, Jumi Bear and Toki Bear so Jumi has been talking about Tiger Back Cooking Club. So she she coined up this term Tiger Back Cooking okay. and her dad asked her why she chose this name and she's like, basically, I like the way it sounds. <laughs> We've been talking about this for months and so, you know, I hung out with them and I was like, all right, let's just pick a gummy bear mold because Chung Tech calls her two kids little bears and I thought it would be really fun and cute to make gummy bears. So me and Flan went over to their place and hung out with these kids for about six hours. Wow. And we were exhausted afterwards. <laughs> But it was such a fun experience. The first batch that we made, it didn't turn out well. I watched a lot of YouTube videos on how to make it and I followed their instructions and it didn't work. And that's when I'm like, dine peace. I should have used like my intuition. Like I know I need more agar or gelatin and something like this when I'm making it. This is where I should have followed what I like knew myself. But anyways, we did another batch and it turned out really, really great. So Jumi, she got distracted and there was a friend that came over. (laughs) So then like, she wasn't super interested in making gummy bears. So then I just kind of did it by myself for a little bit. But yeah, I learned a lot. So like, I know what to do and not to do for the next batch that we're going to do. And we also learned that if I'm going to do like a cooking class with kids, that's the only thing we can do because we got, there was too many distractions. <laughs> but I'm, Jumi and I are definitely going to have Tiger back cooking club. If you see the photo, uh, Christina didn't have enough letters for back. So it, it says Tiger Bat cooking club. That's what I thought when I saw the picture. Yeah. That's what I had to ask. It was so fun. I've never made gummies before. I can make other kinds of gummies. Maybe. I don't know. Ooh. Yeah, you don't get fresh ones very often. That's really cool. I actually looked up how to do like a Haribo gummy bear. And and basically what I found out is like you can't do fresh fruit. That's a cool like artisanal movement to make like these fresher. Yeah. Cool. So there's a new restaurant in town. Yes. I may be saying it wrong. Shefiko, Shefiko. They won't. They probably won't give you a credit score. Probably. Um, it opened in Divisadero. It's... um. I've been on the lookout for this restaurant for over a year now. So one of my food stylist friends, Alyssa, hey girl, from LA, she's from the Bay. She came up here to, I think, hang out. And then we went to her friend's pop-up, David and Angela. Mm. And they had a pop-up that day. And, you know, I got to meet them and talk to them. I definitely got FOMO from your visit because I saw you went went with some of the homies. Yeah. The dishes looked amazing. Yeah. So Shefiko, it's an Italian restaurant. And then Theorita, it's not open yet. So David Nayfield is basically um, the head chef at Chefico. 
and then Angela Pinkerton, she's the baker, so she's like the, I don't know what the proper word is, but she's in charge of all the pastries at Chef Pico, and her Theorita is gonna be more like an American style bakery, um, like pies and cookies and stuff like that. What a package. Yeah, so they're gonna be right next to each other. Um, so David, so he's from the Bay, but he's been in LA. He worked with uh, Michael Votaggio in LA. Um, we did a pop-up with him at Inc. and he was at, um, what is it, 11 Madison Park. Oh wow, that's, uh, that's he worked. Really he worked name. with uh, Daniel Hum for four years, and then he was also there in the kitchen uh, when Joel Rubichon opened the Maison in Vegas. This guy's 31 years old. That's a, those are a lot of big names you just exactly, said right there. exactly. That's and so what I loved about this restaurant and Pam and Charles could attest to it. When we went in, we're like, this doesn't feel like San Francisco. Really? Like the aesthetics of this restaurant was very much LA. You're intriguing me so much right now. Yeah. And um, quick overview: What were the best stuff you had there that you ordered? My favorite thing was this corned beef tongue with fried capers and mustard seed. <sighs> Fucking so amazing. That sounds so good. <laughs> I. I'm not a fan of pineapples on pizza. I think also a lot of people are. A lot of people are not, but so I definitely would have never ordered it if I just kind of looked at the menu and just off of, you know, my own selection. I'm guilty. I look at Yelp pictures and, you know, I like to... Curiosity, yeah. Curiosity. And a lot of people are like, get this, get this. So it's a pineapple pizza with red onion and fermented chili. See, it sounds a lot more elevated than your normal Canadian, Canadian bacon. What was different about this is the pineapple were sliced really thin. And so it almost was like a meat texture. That's pretty cool. And so it felt like you were biting into like a pepperoni or a salami or something, but it was actually pineapple. And the dessert, the chocolate buntino. So it looks like the dessert to get is like right now is the rhubarb crostata, but we were way too full. I took a bite of this. It's a chocolate gelato over a buntino olive oil and a salt and pepper candied walnut. I took one bite and fell over to Carlo. <laughs> and I was like, it was that good? I was like, oh, fuck, it was so good. Um, but yeah, it's hella Instagrammable if you guys are interested Just in that. all these boxes. Yeah, it's great. And I'm so happy. They're it's- not sponsored. Uh, not at all. Guys. I, I, I promote, We're not there yet. I promote what I like to eat. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we talk about food field trips every show. And uh, moderately priced for everyone to know. I think my portion was about 60 bucks. Okay. And I had a cocktail. Milk punch. Bam. It is now time for the Juicy Bits. This is where we talk about food news that you and your stomach need to know about. All right, what do myself and my stomach need to know about this week? (laughs) So this first article is from KIRO7.com. I'm assuming it's a local um, news source. This is from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Teachers suspended for making pancakes for students during test dates. And I wish I had pancakes made for me when I was taking (laughs) my tests back in the day. So um, the teacher is... uh, Kyle Byler, an eighth grade teacher at Han Middle School, was suspended without pay and warned that he would be fired for quote unquote causing a distraction while his students took the Pennsylvania System of School Assessment or PSSA. He's just trying to do something nice. (laughs) I mean, the article does say that lunch and breakfast are available for students. Free. Free. But I think most American school kids can attest school food's terrible. It's nothing to really get excited about. Not unless you went to Torrance High where you had 90210 and Buffy the Vampire Slayer dollars. I did not. <laughs> and uh, We had bomb food at our school. Our food was terrible, so... I never got excited about it. This I would have gotten excited about. So the teacher brought an electric griddle to class and he made 
a whole grain pancake for each student while they took their exams. While that was going on, the assistant principal walked in and questioned why he was making the children breakfast. (laughs) Man, he just cares about his kids. The reason why he got in trouble is because they said he caused a distraction. Um, So a lot of students spoke out and said, you know, the pancakes weren't a distraction at all. It was actually the assistant principal was the only distraction that they were faced with that day. I'm not a breakfast person myself, so if I was a student coming into this, I probably would not have eaten breakfast that day before going the mediocre-free school food. I would have openly appreciated this. And it seems like a lot of his students did too. There's a photo here with all of his students kind of having some protest signs to bring back Byler, justice for Byler. Even the local, or I'm not even sure local, but the Holiday Inn franchise got interested in supporting him as well. They gifted him with a one-touch pancake machine and enough pancake batter to supply him and his students for the rest of the year. I'm sorry, I'm gonna be a Debbie Downer right now, but I get why the school is upset. And I also get that he was just trying to do a nice thing, but his job was to make sure the students are in line and and it's his job to make sure they're testing. And you know, if you're eating and you're getting, that is a distraction and you should be concentrating on this test. I don't know what this test, like what the results of this test will go to. Like, I don't know if this goes towards your SATs or anything, I have no idea. But like his job is to monitor students and make sure no one's cheating. So I get it why they're upset. But he's just making pancakes, you know? <laughs> and it's eighth grade. Like, that shit doesn't mean anything. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he was too much of a stickler for freshness. Maybe he should have pre-made them and then maybe handed them out while the students walked in. Yeah, but fresh pancakes are always better than cold. So he's, they, just, <laughs> he's just a nice do-gooder guy. And he wasn't thinking of all these things that go against him. But he was just doing something nice. Maybe if he gets more support next year, he'll get a waffle maker as well or something. So, um. He was never in trouble for getting fired. There's so many loopholes in all systems, so there was never a rule like that he couldn't cook during this test. But who's thinking of doing that during this testing, you know? I guess really nice teachers. Yeah. And there is no information if the, what is it, the one touch pancake maker will be allowed in this classroom. (laughs) There's no specification of uh, condiments, like is there a butter or syrup situation involved? That could be a big factor that could save a not as fresh pancake. So he could kind of have that too, to kind of foolproof that system. So this next one comes to us from independent.co.uk. France bans the use of meat-like terms in packaging for vegetarian food. The argument is is that it will not stop the shift away from animal to plant protein consumption. So food producers in France will be forced to think of new ways to describe some of their vegetarian and vegan foods. So like no more vegetarian sausage, vegetarian mince, vegan bacon. Burgers, you can't use it for things that are made of soya or wheat. So the measure was put forward by MP Jean-Baptiste Moreau, who bases argument on a judgment last year by the European Court of Justice that soya and tofu products could not be marketed as milk or butter. Our products must be designated correctly. The terms hashtag cheese or steak will be reserved for products of animal origin. I guess maybe they're trying to make these very common words stapled tweets, I guess. And like people use cheese for other things. I don't know. (laughs) Not on this podcast, they don't. Oh my gosh. I can think of why this is such a big deal. Maybe like chefs now are using old techniques and just reinventing it a little bit, Mm -hmm. but they care a lot about their products and want it to keep it true form. Maybe Italian food would kind of grasp hold of these as the same way. It's definitely not the same here. So we probably don't have the same passion that the people that are putting these into motion feel. Because I feel like for the products that kind of do fake that here, you need it for that reference point. I mean, I kind of agree with this guy. Like, I don't like when things are like vegetarian patty. Like, I think that's stupid. Because like, honestly, before the Beyond Meat and Impossible, like I hated all that shit. (laughs) That shit is terrible. There's a lot of great vegetarian food or vegan food that is in its natural. Like, 
Then just eat meat then. I don't know. I don't know. Like you're jealous, obviously. Or I, I agree to you for that <laughs> point, but also it's me for it's the education thing. Like it's just so they know where it's supposed to go. But this could be an opportunity where they switch it to be more of a, a context and educational thing. Like, again, I could see why a country that holds closer to its food traditions than maybe we do here. I, I don't know anyone that would accidentally buy it either. But I don't know. Just just be true. Yeah. Or just provide better context and education in your packaging. I think that might be the better way to approach it. Like, just be more more comprehensive in the packaging. I don't know. I'm a designer. I have to think that way. Wendy Higgins of the Humane Society International said, It's a shame that instead of embracing vegan and vegetarian food, France has adopted a position of defensive paranoia. But ultimately, it won't stop the rise of compassionate eating because delicious, nutritious, earth-friendly, ethical benefits will prevail regardless of what you call its products. Wow. I couldn't word that better. We should just I'm sure it. this woman also wears all hemp clothing. <laughs> <laughs> so this last one, I don't know why it says Eater IDK. Well, I know Eater usually categorizes their stuff by like city. So maybe this doesn't belong to any city. So they just, I don't know. I guess miscellaneous news. It's under pop culture. Anyways, Annie Ann's rolls out clothing line for the stylish soft pretzel connoisseur. Turn your wardrobe into a den of pretzel worship with sneakers, t-shirts, and fanny packs. Not you, by the way. This is dumb as fuck. <laughs> Only because I don't like Annie Ann's. Annie Ann's sucks. Well, pretzel pretzel all day. Yeah, and also, I love pretzels, but I don't get excited for them. Also, we don't hang out the mall anymore. We don't really have any. Well, we have like one or two, but you don't. Yeah, and they only have Annie Ann's. Yeah, and they, the food there in general is not that good. The reason why I don't like Annie Ann's, it's too soft. I like the garlic Parmesan one. So it's just a garlic powder and they just sprinkle some Parmesan oh, on it. you want some texture there. At least at the one at Wetzel Pretzel, it's a garlic that's mixed in the Parmesan and they put some butter on it and they press the pretzel into the garlic Parmesan. So what would you do if Wetzel's did a clothing line instead? I mean, I'm still not going to buy it. It's, oh, I'm not going to wear oh, it. I thought you would have copped it but because I would, that passion. But I would be happy for them <laughs> for doing something cool. They are still doing something cool here. I guess it's it's on Threadless though. That's I mean, come on. When KFC did it, didn't they build their own like capsule site? I don't know what Threadless is. So it's a like user submitted t-shirt printing platform where they have like this consistent standard and quality of their shirts, but you can submit designs and print them and sell them through their platform. But again, when KFC did this, which had a couple cool pieces and where Guy Fieri did it uh, unofficially by someone not affiliated with Guy Fieri, at least like they built their own little like capsule site where you could purchase the collection. Yeah, this is a little feels more thrown together. What's funny is that like I would have never guessed that Annie Ann's would do something like this, like following a trend like other like KFC did the fried chicken sweatshirts and Taco Bell bodysuits. I never saw the stovetop stretching pants, but we just looked it up and it looks hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, like Annie Ann's it's is a like, smart dish too. It's sweatpants. Like <laughs> what you need when you eat a lot of their products. Annie Ann's is like way down on the totem pole when I think about food. So I mean kudos to them, I guess. Trying. At least they are doing good with this one product here they list. The pink fanny pack. I mean I think the pink fanny pack is pretty cute. <laughs> and they're donating proceeds to Alex Lemonade Stand Foundation, an organization that supports families impacted by childhood cancer. So the profits from the collection are donated, but this fanny pack is only available via social media giveaway. I like also that they're gearing this fanny pack towards patrons of music festivals. They won't be putting pretzels in there. I can tell you that. I would assume Annie Ann's is like, could be one of those stands at those festivals. Yeah, that's very true. It would be overpriced there too. So you might as well just buy an overpriced fanny pack as well. But if it's for the children, can I just <laughs> donate the $35 and don't send me the shirt? I don't know. Shout out to them for trying. All right, y'all. We've been gone for a while, but you know we're always coming back with the most controversial bit on this podcast. What are we going to talk about? What are we going to debate about? Wait, I got set up yet. What are we going to debate about? Wait, I got set up. It's, okay, it's, fine. <laughs> God.
God, so I'm so ang- angry Chavid here. <laughs> Chavid's not angry right now. <laughs> I just got to say what the bit is. All right, fine. It's called but, sauce. Oh. But don't we want to introduce our guest? I do after I intro it. All right, fine. <laughs> We've been gone too long, man. It's called saucing on you. We list three similar food items, and you've got to pick one to never have again. Okay, okay. I'm, done. I'm done. We do have a very special guest this show. The dude. The dudiest dude. Totally dude. <laughs> Friend of the show. Jugmac. The one and only oh, Jugmac. Oh, hi. Hi, guys. <laughs> If you haven't seen, we have a zine. A lookbook. Oh, yes. A lookbook. One issue zine. <laughs> a lookbook. Right. Volume one. One of one. It's E-Zine. a lookbook. E-Zine. This whole bit's going to sound like one big inside joke. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, happy to be here. Thank you for having me, guys. Are you ready, Jig? Yes, I'm ready. I was born ready. I was a long-time listener. First-time saucer. <laughs> <laughs> oh! I like it. I like it. That's why we're here. So. All right, Chavin. This is the Asian all-you-can-eat edition. Ace edition. Ace Ace. We're going to go into what Ace is in a second. Actually, we don't really have to. It's pretty you just explained it. I did. My bad. Asian all-you-can-eat This things. is what happens when we disappear for one episode. We're sorry, guys. <laughs> we won't leave you again. <laughs> but I do declare right. we're ready for this saucing on you. All right, joke of cheat day. Yes. Which one are you never going to have again? Oh, okay. Hot pot. Uh-huh. Korean barbecue. Mm-hmm. Or shabu shabu. Ooh, damn. This is really hard. <laughs> I do appreciate this question, though, for me. You do declare you appreciate I this question? I do declare. <laughs> I love all of those. That's why, hmm. that's why it's so hard. I mean, I do think that Shabu is very close to Hot Pot, but I feel like aren't aren't Hot Pot places like a combo of like of Shabu Shabu in there? Could you say it becomes kind of its own thing, though, in that, in that regard? I guess so, yeah. It would be its own thing. I know Hot Pot would just have a bunch of other stuff, too. So Hot Pot is basically like a Chinese version of it, and Shabu is Japanese. Shabu is typically just water and kombu, mm-hmm. whereas a Chinese Hot Pot can have a plethora of bases. I mean, all three are kind of in similar price points, and like I gave away earlier, they're all you can eat, so yep. you leave these places feeling like a worse person. Yep. And very tired. Yeah, that is true. There's no activity going on after no. any of these options. Besides, besides being horizontal. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Being I'm, horizontal. I'm, I'm a fan of that. <laughs> I think we can also say proteins are somewhat similar. Yeah, ish, mm-hmm. yeah. All right, well, if I'm doing all you can eat, I definitely want to get my money's worth and probably feel like shit after. Yeah. But, you know, I will also feel accomplished. So... <laughs> I did my duty and <laughs> and saved that money. <laughs> the dude is saving money. The dude. <laughs> the dude. Yeah, and and it's really important to me, like to the point where like I eat a big breakfast and then abstain from lunch and then yeah. just get ready for for dinner. I appreciate that know? strategy. Yeah, stretch out the yeah. stomach and then have it be dormant. And gorge. Although, <laughs> although when it comes to hot pot, we did not do that last time we had it in Helen Paris because <laughs> we had the German food. Oh and yeah, you made so after that German food you talked about, yeah. we literally ate hot pot two hours after <laughs> that. You made okonomiyaki before that too. Oh my god. Yeah, bad decisions. Yeah. But with that being the case, I will say I will get rid of hot pot because mm. I need my meats. I need my meats, especially all you can eat. You got to get your meats worth. I think that's kind of like a, a wild card factor here because you kind of can with all three. It just kind of depends your intent with all three. I mean, I do feel like Shabu, like the meat is the, the, the star. star. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's meat forward. Got it. As you would say, Chavin. <laughs> <laughs> Protein progressive. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of all you can eat places, especially Hot Pot and Shabu. 
So while listening to you, Jug, talk about it, because I was originally going to get rid of Shabu because usually at Shabu, I doctor up the broth anyway, and it ends up being kind of like a Chinese hot pot style. Like I like my broth really spicy, whereas like something like that, like the broth becomes the star for me. But I forgot that it's all you can eat. And so I'm actually going to get rid of all you can eat Korean barbecue because I like I like. I, I really love Korean barbecue, but I like like a regular Korean barbecue place where it's not all you can eat. Because the all you can eat places, the quality of meat is not as good. Mm. And so me being from LA and like, you know, growing up eating K-Town Korean barbecue, like the fucking bomb spots are not all you can eat. You know, Kanghodong is one of my favorites and it's not all you can eat price, but I'm very, very full at the end. Like I can't finish the set meal. So it might as well be all you can eat. It's all you can eat because that's all I can All I can actually eat. That's all <laughs> Anne can eat. And so because that ace factor's in there, I'm going to get rid ace, of ace, ace. the Korean barbecue Ooh. because the quality is not as good. Like yeah. I'm gonna, cause like so chado, which is the the brisket. That's what I like. That's all I really eat. If it's the all you can eat place, cause that's you know you can't really fuck that up. But like the other meats are gonna be really fatty. It's gonna be chewy. It's not as good as, you know, what I'm used to. So yeah. For this instance, cause I'm getting rid of all you can eat. I'm gonna get rid of Korean barbecue, cause I can have regular Korean barbecue also. That's very true. I think we all love corn cheese. Hell yeah. yeah. Which we talk about a lot on this show. You know what's funny? Sometimes with these bits, we'll have that one that everyone agrees is staying. And that actually flipped it for me because I thought you were going to keep it as well. I'm keeping Korean barbecue. Yeah. Also because growing up in Sacramento, we didn't have it as much. To be honest, we didn't have many of the three. Yeah. Uh, We did actually have some hot pot places. And also being Chinese, like I grew up eating that. So I'm very familiar with it and very uh, sentimental towards it. So uh, I'll make it quick because you guys already had some great elaboration on those. Uh, I would have to drop shabu. Yeah, I originally thought shabu because I, I doctor up the sauce anyway. Yeah, I, I mean, I do appreciate the simplicity of it and yeah. kind of the concentration of that one direction of the flavor. But we have some of these other broths and things that can compete with it that just create much more of a bouquet of flavor. Um, yeah, I gotta get rid of shabu. I need to. Um, I know I've talked to both of you about it before, but I need to take you guys to iPod. Yeah, because yeah. you can have half pot and half grill options. The second field trip mentioned on this show, <laughs> one that you've already been to that I haven't. So good. You could grill your meat and have hot pot. That's a game changer. You That's a game changer. Have your cake and eat it too. Yeah, iPod is the truth. The future. The future of Ace. The activated. Yeah, activated. <laughs> activated. Fully, fully activated. Fully actual. Activated Ace. <laughs> No, but thanks for being here, Jug. Thank, Thank you. Why, remind the folks, why, why are you here? I'm here to tell y'all um, I love to don't be hungry. <laughs> and Do you want to promote us on our show? I, I appreciate yep, that. That's a real friend right I'm there. I'm only here to shout out uh, sit down be hungry. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm really excited for the okonomiyaki that I get to try yeah. later because I see you making it like er day. <laughs> on the reg. I, on the reg. And on the reg, yeah. Like it's your job. <laughs> And I haven't had one yet. I'm excited to eat one very soon. Oh, yes. I'm looking forward to showing y'all what I have. I changed my recipe a couple times. If you follow me on Instagram at JugMac, you will f- know. You'll see the progression. See the progression. See my uh, techniques changing. It's going to be great. Yeah, you've mentioned to me some of your, your uh, ingredient swaps, and I've been excited to hear those, too. Yeah, we uh, got it. We got the, we got textures all the way up. It's Instagrammable. I love the boomerangs with the Bonito Flakes moving up and down. Oh, yeah, it's all there. They're do going feel, down. Do you feel inclusive. like what you're going to make tonight is like your final or are you looking to improve still? Like, are you happy with yours or are you still tweaking it? I'm tweaking it. Uh, I'm here to show y'all a sauce, my house okonomiyaki sauce. Jug sauce. Jug sauce. Jug sauce. So, uh... <laughs> 
Uh, it's my bootleg of the okonomiyaki sauce that I got from the store. And uh, hopefully you guys like it. I tweaked it and uh, made it a lot more simple and straightforward. I like it. It's gonna be nice. I put uh, crispies all over. There's crisp factor everywhere. You know we like the extra crispy. <laughs> like Texture is important. Texture is V important. Extra crispy. In our circle. Extra crispy was in a side of salad. <laughs> <laughs> Makes it a little crispier. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. Also, I do got a song. I do want to plug my music. Please I uh, do. released a, a song about um, libations to help improve your appetite. <laughs> uh, and it was released on the 20th of April. Uh, it's called Get By. It's uh, you can see it if you follow me on Instagram it as well. Slaps. But shout out to uh, Sherilyn for also a cheat day for throwing it on uh, the first time. Yeah, in Sacramento. That's right. Over in Sacramento, we had a good time over there. Uh, Vinny helped me make an impromptu music video. It was the best. <laughs> And then just for folks out there, you should definitely want to follow Cheat Day on Instagram. Cheat Day Oak. Cheat Day Oak on Instagram because it's the most fun flyers ever. And yeah. they're all food related. And it's and the funnest night too. If you ever find yourself in Oakland on first Thursdays. Every first Thursday. You can usually catch Chavid there. Yep. You catch the whole squad over there. Finding oh, some ways. Playing. Yeah, I'm Chavid when I go there because I find <laughs> ways to dock yeah, to pack the menu. <laughs> <laughs> you can uh, order whatever you want there pretty much. I only want to go if Jordan's there, not Chavid. Okay. Maybe I'll tell Chavid to stay home next <laughs> I'm time. Kidding. I'll just eat before I go so Chavid won't be there. Jug Mac is looking forward to partying with you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thanks, Jake Mac, for coming on. I appreciate you spending your Monday night with us. Thank you, Don. Thank you, Chavid. I appreciate y'all, and I'm looking forward to more episodes and fun food hijinks from y'all. Thanks. Yay! Thanks, guys, for listening and showing all your support. Gosh, 16 episodes. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, 16. Uh, we appreciate um, all the comments that you guys leave on IG and on SoundCloud. Um, don't forget to follow us on Sit Down, Be Hungry, IG. Um, we have a website, sitdownbehungry.club. It's C-U-L-B, but we can always say club. <laughs> follow us on SoundCloud and like and then hit subscribe on iTunes. And I please thank you for the delicious beverage we've been sipping on for this whole show. What'd you make for us? I made a sweet tea mint julep, I guess. I don't know. I, I made it up. I've been talking about mint juleps for a while, and I finally, you know, when when, when I went to go buy the hypnotic, <laughs> um, I bought a bottle. Rare old, finds, rare finds. Old Forester. So actually, the reason why I made this is my really good friend Alicia took me to this cocktail class a couple years ago. It's no longer there, but it was called Two Sisters Bars and Books in Hayes Valley. And one of the drinks that we learned to make was a chamomile old fashioned. They recommended uh, using Old Forester. And, and since I've been wanting to make this mint julep, I felt like, you know, a chamomile bourbon would work well. You've been talking about this for forever. And uh, yeah, we're sipping on mint juleps. And I sipped. Mine's done. I, I, I enjoyed it a lot. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. I really love it. And I I want to buy a crushed ice machine now so I can make a proper mint julep. And, just, and maybe you know, the tin the tin cup too, maybe? Yeah, no, yeah. I looked. They're kind of expensive. They're like 20, I have, $20 I have one $30. I have one. I'll bring, I'll bring my own next time you You're do them. Bring your own <laughs> I'll bring, I literally have one. So I'll bring it. Yeah, but I feel like mint juleps are going to be my summertime amp drink. <laughs> yes, I can't wait. Summer's just around the corner. Yeah. So I usually also ask, what do you have coming up? But I think we kind of have the same thing coming up right now. Yeah, we do have. Uh, we're going to hang out this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> in Sacramento. Come, and, come and, through to my hometown. And, you know, I'm really, I'm 
scared because I'm like, fuck, what is Chamber going to make us do? No, there's not much time. We're going to be at the I thing. I know. I know. Oh, okay. I'm thankful for that because remember <laughs> last time, less than 24 hours. Oh, three taquerias. No, four taquerias. Oh, four. <laughs> four taquerias, two bars, a pizza parlor, two breweries. Uh, yeah, two. Okay. Two bre- two. Yeah. What do you mean only two? I, I was I, there for less than 24 hours. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. And I, my body ain't ready for that. Yeah. But what your body and my body could be ready for is a uh, Soul Bloom. Yeah. So excited to go to Soul Bloom. I don't really know who else. Who I, I do remember Janae Aiko, Gold Link, and Internet. Uh, Sabrina Claudio, um, Smino. Smino, yeah. Uh, you said Gold Link. Yeah. For a more comprehensive list, you should check out our parent podcast, uh, Good Company Radio. But yeah, I'm super excited. Like, basically, the whole squad's going. Um, you know, I know you love it when all of us come to Sacramento. I do. Um, <laughs> So I'm curious about the food trucks that are going to be there because we're going to have to eat. Oh, we will eat. Yeah. And we so will eat. I don't recognize any of these names. Like, can you um, Yeah, I'll read, the li- yeah. I'll read the list. I'll read the list. Surprisingly, who's going to be there. Surprisingly, I don't know the list too well either. Uh, back when I was in my hometown a lot more often, I was very uh, in tune and following the Sacramento food truck scene. Okay. And because I've kind of been away for a while, there's a lot of these new players I see on the list that I'm very excited to see what they have to offer. So... Yeah, catch us munching on stuff, but um, we'll have Masarap and Indian truck. Yeah. <laughs> what do they sell? Do you know? Does it say anything? Uh, well, yeah, Masarap is Indian. Sexy Panda is an Asian truck. Who is hungry? Seca or Cosecha, Mexican. A California street taco truck. So uh, come find us there and come eat something with us. Yeah. Let us know if you're gonna be at Soul Bloom. Follow our um, BTS on our on our IG. There's probably gonna be a lot of them. Where you're probably gonna see us like yelling and being drunk. <laughs> <laughs> like ah, we have food right yeah, now. What, what else is new? Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, we'll see you there. Great. Thank we'll you, see you for next listening. Time. Bye, guys. Bye. I do declare. Ha, ha, ha.